Hello, I'm Patrick Chavis, and you're listening to L.A. Theater Bites Review of Rogue Artist Ensemble Presents The Kaiden Project, playing now in Mid-City Los Angeles, October 14th through November 5th. This is not my first go-around with this theater company. About two years ago, on assignment for the Orange Current Review, an Orange County theater review site I work for, the Rogue Artist Ensemble originally came out of UCI, University of California, Irvine, and then settled in Los Angeles. And that was enough of an Orange County connection. So we went out and reviewed Woodboy Dogfish, which was their interpretation of Pinocchio. It was a new but old New in the fact that I grew up watching Disney's Pinocchio, and this was much darker and grimier. But old in the fact that it was very much like the original telling of Pinocchio, which was, you know, many people don't realize it was very, it was a very dark tale told to kids to scare them into behaving. Because why teach kids to do the right thing? You know, through love and compassion, you need to scare them. That's how you learn, you know, right and wrong. Anyways, while drastically different shows, I could see the distinctive, exaggerated style carried over to this production. What do I mean when I say exaggerated style? I mean, they're never trying to make things seem normal. It's very distinctive to them. It would be like talking about a Wes Anderson film, besides Bottle Rocket. Wes Anderson films are so stylized, they go beyond anything realistic. Rogue Artist Ensemble does this with the two works I've seen so far. So the Kaiden Project is an immersive theater show, meaning you are a participant in the story. Every single immersive theater experience is different, so you never can expect the same thing. The last show I saw, it was an immersive theater show, but you could affect the story as you talked to the people. The, the character and your story changed. The Kaiden Project, on the other hand, while you interact and can talk to the people in the show, the storyline is fixed to a certain destination. You walk through an alleyway, and you are led to the back of what looks like a huge warehouse. You enter, and at the moment you enter, you're greeted by a group of very unique actors who are the members of the Mori Corporation. They are very interested to talk to you, and honestly, since it's so close to Halloween, for a few minutes I thought they were just goofy people at the play with me, dressed up. But they were actually part of the experience. They fill you in on a lot of the storyline before you even step into the experience. So Kana, a kind spirit, called us, the group, to her family's former factory to help her gather specific items that she needs to rid herself of a type of demon fox kind of character that chases her and us around the old creepy warehouse. Each room in the warehouse was meticulously worked on. The experience feels like a haunted house if it was designed by a very Japanese artsy individual. I don't want to include too many spoilers, but you are lifted through the building on what looks like an old creepy elevator, and it takes you to multiple rooms, all with a different story and effects, so many effects, from photo projection, to live actors, to strobe lights, to live puppets, personal one-on-one meetings with characters, intimate talks. Honestly, it was so much my mind is still reeling from the experience. With so much innovation in a show, you can often lose your grounding, and now the spectacle of the effects become a thing. I believe that was an issue with Wood Boy Dogfish. Not here. This story is very well grounded, accessible, but also incredibly interesting. Even though there's a myriad of things going on, I have to give credit to the playwright Lisa Dring and Chelsea Sutton. It's the writing and the intense focus on the character of Kana that makes this project a success. Ricky Pak, who plays one of the employees in the play, stood out to me at a, as, at the very beginning. He had this hilarious 
paranoia about him, and it was so real and awkward, and awkward is the word, but it was awesome, and he stayed in character the whole time. Apparently, there's a few people playing more than one role, but in my show, Connor was played by Jolene Kim, and she leads you through these hallways of memories and spirits most of the show, and she was able to be detached and otherworldly, and then your best friend all throughout the play. Improvisation while sticking to the script and being very personal at the same time, Kim did it all. The production design and concept of using a warehouse goes way beyond my preconceptions of immersive theater. Serious props to Keith Mitchell and Dylan Nelson, the scenic designers, Shanti Kowalti, Jake Pullman, and Brian White, who worked on the puppet design. There's really not enough time in the podcast to give credit to the great work put into the show. I'm just going to list it all on the site because the production value is phenomenal. Since I started reviewing four years ago and I've tried my hardest to review things as honestly and to the best of my ability to give an accurate representation of the shows I go to, I've never given a 10 out of 10 for any show. The Kaiden Project will be my first. I give the Kaiden Project a 10 out of 10. It's a masterpiece work. I don't do this lightly. This is a show and an experience that really took a story and accomplished what it set out to do. This show made me feel so many things, but besides that, it also maintained a strong narrative, and that's really, really hard to do. Find us on our website at www.latheaterbites.com.